greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Hello and welcome to Winds of Change. This is your host and Bible teacher Keith McKenzie and this is session eight in our study on anthropology. Today Pastor Conway will be looking at the relationships between men and women in light of the New Testament and the various views that are out there on this subject. This is a very short session and we'll see you on the other side. It's all restored and um and and things are are put back the way that it should be all right so um for example galatians 328 is a verse that would come up to show that now that we're in christ things are different things are restored galatians 328 there's neither jew nor greek there's neither slave nor free man there is neither male nor female for you are all one in christ jesus all right it's galatians 320 so it's a verse that they would use to say See, that was in the Old Testament. Things got messed up with the fall. Now we come forward in Galatians 3.28. Things are reversed with Christ. And so the egalitarians would say that as Christians, there shouldn't be any male domination since we're all in Christ. Now there's a third point. We'll we'll go to the counter in a little bit. There's a third point. They, They say the Bible has many examples of women who are leaders, teachers, and prophetesses who exercise authority over men. For example, you see them all there. Miriam is stated as a leader of the Exodus alongside Moses and Aaron. You can see that in Micah 6.4. Deborah served as a judge in Israel. Um, Hulda was a prophetess um, consulted by men and, and, and women. Um, there were prophetesses in the New Testament who carried the authority of their office teaching men. And we see those verses there in Acts. And so they use that example. Letter D, they would say history has conclusively demonstrated that women have been very effective spiritual leaders and pastors. We see some of them there. Catherine Booth, who is the wife of, of the Salvation Army founder, Joan of Arc, the French heroine, Amy Carmichael, missionary to India, Cory Ten Boom, she helped the Jews in the Holocaust, Elizabeth Elliot, um, wife of Jim Elliot, and she's a speaker in her own right, and, and Joyce Myers, a pastor and TV preacher. Um, popular in, in more in our era. And so they say, see, this plays out throughout history. Letter E, they would say, no matter what reasons you give for male headship, you know, and they would say people who are the complementarianist point of view, they would say that the, the, the male leadership is a functional piece. So they say, no matter what reason you give for, for male headship, it still demeans the ontological value of women. Again, that word ontological, the very being, the very essence. And so they say, no matter what reason you give, it still demeans the very essence of, of our value of women. Any comments so far before we keep moving? All right. So the verse that we looked at um, a little bit earlier. Okay. 
All right, so that we'll, we'll look at that verse 2 also next week. Now let's look at the response of to egalitarianism. And we'll, so this would be the, the complementarians, how they would respond to this. And, and next week when we look at the complementarian position, we'll also look at how the egalitarians would respond to the complementarians. All right? Um, so the compl- complementarians would respond to the very first point. You remember the first point um, of the egalitarian letter A there, that this was just a cultural phenomenon, that, that first point. They would respond to that by saying, under 3A, it is true that God sometimes does not reform cultural issues immediately. A husband's headship is not a, or leadership is not a cultural issue any more than children obeying their parents is a cultural issue. So they would say, if male headship is a cultural issue, then does that mean the family relationship is also a cultural issue? And so in that passage that I told you to hold on to, um, where um, in Colossians 3:18 to 22, where it talks about the section of it that talks about children be obedient to your parents in all things, they would say, should we then command and say to children that that's cultural, you don't need to obey your parents? And so that's a, a, a first response there from the, the complementarian point of view. They would respond to point B, the second point saying um, that there's much evidence that shows that male leadership is not a result of the fall. Remember that point Marilyn was just bringing up, the point where they say male leadership and domination is a result of the fall that is reversed when we are restored in Christ. But they would say there's much evidence that clearly shows that male leadership is not a result of the fall. First, they would say Adam was created first, um, um, and that Eve was created as the completer. Adam named Eve. God spoke to Adam first after the fall. Adam, not Eve represents the human race and we see in Romans 5 where you know where 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 Adam's usually the one named um, we, we inherit his sin nature and the Adamic sin nature not the Evic you know and so forth and then letters number six there the curse brought distortion of previous roles not the introduction of a new role and so the the, the complementarian position would say um, the, the role was distorted and needs to go back to the way it was it was meant to be. It's not that there's a new role created now um, that we're in Christ. Questions? And then to the third point, um, that there are many examples of women in leadership that they listed there in the egalitarian positions. The complementarians would say that examples such as Deborah are the ex- exception because of the lack of male leadership. Women, however, did effectively prophesy and hold leadership positions in the early church and can in today's church as well. The debate is not whether women can be leaders or teachers, but whether they can be an authority over men. And then in response to number two, letter D, they would say, yes, women have been and, and are very effective leaders but referring to the success of women who have occupied the position of spiritual leadership over men is not right. God may bless ministries in spite of their shortcomings and not because of them. And so they would say, you know, um, Joyce Meyer's ministry seemingly is doing very well. And, um, you know, but, you know, when we think about it, um, when um, Jimmy Swagger and... Um, Jim Baker, right? Um, when all those people were doing what they were doing, 
people were still getting saved, right? Um, and God was doing that in spite of the things that they were doing. Now, they had their downfall, but that's the same point the complementarians will make here. And then in response to um, number 2E, that male headship demeans women, the response of the complementarians would be the fact that people are genetically prepared for particular services is not a dishonor, and it does not promote an ontological hierarchy. The fact that men are not prepared for childbirth in no way devalues their person. It just substantiates that their role is not childbearing. So for the complementarians, it's not an ontological issue for them. It's a role issue. And so here's where we see the rub in society. And here's where we see um, issues that come up in ministries out there. Um, as I mentioned earlier, that because of these two positions, you could probably walk into a church and know exactly where somebody stands on this issue, perhaps, for the, or at least for over the course of a meeting, you know. Um, and entire ministries um, are are based on on this. So this is a, a contemporary issue out there, nonetheless. Thoughts. Okay. Now let me ask this. What um, arguments of the egalitarian position do you find most compelling? Are there any? Um, how would you describe compelling? Like um, English teacher. Yeah, maybe most effective. What's that? Yeah, so she was asking what that means, what compelling means. Okay, and what makes it strong? Okay, yeah. So what what, what about it would make you think, wow, that's a good argument. You know, I'd, I'd have a hard time countering that one. That's a good one. I think all right, so you're taking a complementarian position, but but is there anything in the egalitarian position that, yeah, that you would think would, would it's, ah, this is a good one, you know, and that you might say, that's a good one. Okay, so, uh, all right. Okay. Yep, Galatians 3.28. Okay. All right, so, but but it's you can see how that could be used, and that's a good one. Anybody else? Sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So all those examples of the women there, and, and that's true. It's, it's right there in the Bible. Right, right, right. Right. No, no, but it's a, it's a, it's a good, because it's important because um, we're going we're gonna to be faced with this discussion at some point. 
if you haven't already. Do you believe that there is any situation in which women can teach men? Mm-hmm. Is there any situation? All right, so how about ministry? All right. Yeah, all right, you're right. All right, so that that's, you're saying in, in, in a work situation. All right, how about in a ministry situation? So they said in the Bible school. Okay, all right. So that's a line that some people will draw there, and they they might say, um, all right, this is a Bible school. We'll see this a little bit different versus in the church. All right. So they might they might. All right, but all right. So that's a that's a line, and some people will say to that line, no, you know. Um, so you see, there's some, you know, some people are a ten, meaning that. They're, they firmly believe something, and there's no give or take there. And some people are a five, and some people are a zero. I mean, they're completely open. So we're all going to be on different points of the scale here with, with this issue. So, and the mission drew that line. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, he tossed it over a lot in his mind. Yeah, Janet. To men. Right. So you know, it's 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 um as I as I mentioned, you know, you could draw a scale on on a whiteboard, imaginary whiteboard behind me, um, zero meaning you know what everything is open. Um, and um, and ten being absolutely not, you know. There are different places along that scale, you know. As as Marilyn has mentioned, their their mission said, you know what, in the Bible, A is our preference that there'll be men teaching, but if not, then B, you know. And so those are some of the things to come to with much prayer, you know. Um, so other thoughts. Um, on this. Yeah, you know, you look at um, seminaries across the country, and um, there there are 
you see some of them where there are female professors, and um, in some of them they teach anything, and in some of them they teach, um, you know, a course on how to minister to women, or you know, some, yeah, something like that. You know, so there's there's a whole there's even a range in in that regard too. So you've probably all been in churches where um, perhaps the church takes the egalitarian position. You've been in churches where the church takes a complementarian position, or there's confusion there. So you can see how this is an issue, a contemporary issue, um, and and one that at least we need to know um, the points um, so that we, whichever side we're on, like I said, this is a non-salvific issue, um, but it's one that's important nonetheless. At least it will determine what kind of church you find out there, what kind of church you choose to belong to, or what kind of ministry you'll choose to support, or that might come into play with that. Um, it, it could be one of those issues that uh, of importance. Now, next week we'll pick up with a complementarian position, and um, we'll see how the egalitarians would respond to the complementarian view um, or the views that, that they have, and then we'll, we'll dig in a little bit more. Right, Monica? Yeah, um, you know, and again, it comes down to church and school. You know, so some people would draw the line and um, and would say, in a church setting with Sunday school, you know, what's that? I know, but again, I'm saying some people would still draw a line between church and school um, and say that. And um, in the church, some people would say that, you know, when the boy hits teenage years, um, that he should be taught by a man. In the school, it depends on the school you know, um, and what's being taught, Bible and, and so forth. So, again, it's one of those tough issues. You know, um, you remember when um, there was a point there where, you know, you could sort, you could tell there's some discomfort there sometimes where um, where if a woman's faced with that situation, sometimes there's some discomfort. And for some women, there's they just feel like, eh, I shouldn't be doing this. Um, I, there was there's a point there where what was his name Dan he was coming to youth group for a while there remember yeah, is this Dan yeah and and there was a point there and and there was other issues but you know he didn't come every week he, he didn't come quite often but you know Jody and Monica said can you come and um, on Friday nights when he was there I'd work with him other times I'd just do work um, in the office but you know there 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 are there are options for that. Other thoughts for now? We'll pick it up next week more. Chew on it, you know. And and um, what's the um, the term? It's one of those discussions that you know we we do in in, in peace. So, so um, you know, so we learn the other side. And that's a wrap. That's session eight of nine. We will have the last section next and. Um, we have additional uh, sessions on the bibliology going to be going up as soon as this study is complete. So if you want to stay up to date with this and the other studies that are going on, 
Uh, we make them all available through uh, the website, uh, through our theology section, or you can just stay up to date with everything through our iTunes. And you can find all of that on the website at www.amos37.com. That looks like the the letters A-M-O-S, the new numbers, 37.com. And we have our Facebook, YouTube, all of our social media content is there. And uh, we recommend that you stay up to date with those studies in that manner. So this was a brief session, a little bit of a tough one for some people to get through. Um, but anyway, until next time, may God richly bless you as you continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of him. And that is our friend John Waller playing in the background. And you can find his music if you like that. You see him at the back end of a lot of these sessions at johnwallermusic.com. God bless. This is my prayer.